Hey guys, it's JL with another serious pre-show announcement. Um, Fireside Craps the Deuce uh, debuted at number one on iTunes Comedy and number one on Amazon Comedy, so thank you very much. This is a reminder to anybody who maybe didn't pick it up yet that it is out. Uh, I would love for you to get it, to give it a five-star review on either of those sites. Um, it's just a big week for the album right now, so I'm hoping for one last push. So you're obviously big fans of the Trump impression. You like this content. This album is really outstanding. So please stop what you're doing right now, or at least do it while you're listening to this podcast. Go get it. Amazon or iTunes. Give it a five-star review. Tell your friends. Let's, let's finish out the week huge for it, because we're hoping to get it onto the Billboard comedy charts and high, actually. So thank you again for all, those, all the support. Uh, for those who've gotten it, those who will get it, I appreciate it. Um, it's been a great week and a great month for me. So that's it. Without further ado, time for another great episode of Making Podcasts Great Again. We're making them great. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Making Podcasts Great Again. I am your tech stuff guy, Jay Nog, and you are in store for an awesome episode today because we have questions. First episode of the month, questions from our listeners. Guys, tons of questions for the president that will be answered later in the episode. And we are here, of course, with the president of the United States of America, Mr. Donald J. Trump. Mr. President, how are you today? We're doing very strongly. Um, I'm recording. If I sound different, I hope I don't sound different. I hope I sound very strong and very powerful. But I'm recording this on Ivanka's iPad, okay? Uh, because the deep state sort of may have damaged my computer, you know, my very special computer. Um, you know, tremendous browsers content. So I don't know. The deep state might have got in there and done some nasty things to it. So... If it sounds different, it's because it's I'm on Ivanka's very precious uh, iPad. Well, understood, Mr. President. Also, those listening at home, check us out on iTunes. Please uh, rate, leave a review. Let's get that up to 1,000. Listen to us on Stitcher, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Mr. President, I want to ask you about your good friend to start off the episode, Kim Jong-un. Have you spoken to him? We saw there were pictures of him. Are they real pictures? What is going on? Can you give us, because you said that you would tell us, you tell Americans later at a later date. Can you tell us exclusively on this podcast? What's going on? Kim Jong-un, a very strong, young, talented guy, very talented guy, is doing better. He is recovering. He had a little bit of surgery, but he's been, uh, from what I hear, he has been recovering with his harem. They call it a harem. His, you know, he has a group of Korean models and prostitutes and uh, beauty queens that uh, take up residence uh, near his palace. It's a great palace, by the way. It's a beautiful place. And uh, he's been recovering there. He's not quite ready uh, yet to go to like the rape rooms because <laughs> that requires like more intense kind of energy okay there's a certain there's a certain energy okay there and you may not know rooms. this how do you know about these rooms mr president well when i visited i mean you get the tour like oh, he just that's what part of the tour is his rape room well you know you're walking by you're like what's that room with all the crying women in the chains and he says oh, that's my rape room i go of course well of course you have a rape room i mean you know it's the great people the great strong men often have you know very strong rape rooms so it's, it's, it's a good thing. I think he's not ready yet for that. He's ready. He's doing like the consensual type. That's why he's going to like the harem. Okay. Because that's, it's like a wor he's working his way up. But when he, when he's finally ready for that, the strong competition, he'll, you know, then we'll know he's back and then he'll be back to, you know, murdering uncles and, you know, doing all the great things that have made him sort of a, like a, one of the more powerful leaders. So the way you know that he's back to his regular health is that when he is participating in the rape room, you know, he's back to his old. Well, not just participating when he's running it. Okay. <laughs> it's like, he's not going to be, he doesn't want to be a role player. I like to make a sports analogy. He's not like just going to be kind of on the court doing like making passes and assists. He's got to dominate. And then, you know, he's back. It's like an athlete. Okay. This is, he's in the rehab phase. 
So he's getting his heart rate back up. He's getting his strength back up. So, you, you, you know, but he'll be re- He's a tough, I told you, he's a tough, uh, talented uh, young leader. And we, uh, we have a great relationship. So you're confirming he is still alive. He's very alive. We're ready to confirm that. I got, I got, uh, I didn't need permission, but I, I asked him if it would be okay if I would share that on the, the great podcast, which he, by the way, listens to. He's a big fan. Ah, that's awesome. Hello, uh, Kim Jong. How are you? No, you don't address him like that. Uh, how do you address him? No, it's not. It's just you, you, if you want to talk to him, I have to talk to him. You are not, you're not allowed. So it has to be through you. That's right. Okay. But that's okay. You didn't know. You didn't, excuse me. You I didn't, didn't know. I didn't know. So that's just... okay. We'll let, he'll let that one slide one time. Mr. President, some this is disturbing news that came out that you don't read your intelligence reports. Is this, is this true? So it came out that said you, you admitted to not reading one of them. So I'm sure it's not the first time. Can you explain? We get a lot of intelligence reports, okay? Everybody wants to say, oh, you didn't read it. Like, I read great intelligence reports, okay? And they sometimes bring me, like, you know, like on an iPad, they'll bring me sort of a demonstration, like a 3D graphics kind of thing. Because you don't know, you want to mix it up. Sometimes you don't want to read like all the paragraphs. So sometimes it's like a two minute digital presentation that like shows it to you. And it's great. And it's so that one time I didn't read, I'll, I'll, I'll admit it, one time I didn't read one of the reports. It's okay. You know, I have a good feel for it. And I've read all the other reports. We've read strongly the other reports. So it's like everybody wants to talk about this one report. Like I was probably dealing with the impeachment hoax. Or like, you know, melatonin was having problems with like her time of the month. I don't know. There's a lot of distractions we get in the uh, in the White House. But don't you think you should be reading every intelligence report? And when it comes out that you didn't read one, if you didn't read one, you probably didn't read more than one. That's how I would look at it. You know, if one went Except, by, excuse like, me. Ah. Well, excuse me. If I, if I, why would I admit, okay? to not reading one if I hadn't read, like knowing that fake news people like you would come up with ideas like, Oh, well, if he's admitting to one, then he's done. Like he doesn't read them ever. No, I'm telling you the one, the one it's the one it's I've read all the others. They've been tremendous. There's been very strong intelligence reports that we've had for many years, many years of great, intelligence reports so you miss you just didn't read one intelligence no i don't read any of them (laughs) so so people read them to you or you just pick and choose to be honest i don't even know what they are what were we talking about before i don't i wake you know i watch fox and friends and then i go out and make speeches and it's called powerful leadership not everybody has to be like a book nerd well, I think it's important for you to know as much information when making decisions for our country. Shouldn't you know as much information as possible before making these important decisions, especially what our country is going through right now? What are we going through? Uh, COVID-19, this whole pandemic, it's killing people every single day and the shutdown of every single Excuse state. Excuse me. Okay. No, no. I, I knew it. Yeah, it was. I knew what you were talking about. Okay. The COVID-19 is only the latest COVID. We had COVID 1 through 18, and we were strong and defeated. You never even heard of them. You never even heard of COVID-11. You never heard of COVID-11, okay, as an, exa- as an example. So we're doing very strong things. And COVID-19... COVID's happen? Other, well, you know, other years under other presidents, certainly, but it's, it's okay. COVID-19 has no chance against us. Well, Mr. President, I think you should start reading all your intelligence reports because it's important. Did you read any intelligence reports today? I don't have to. Well, then, I don't have okay. to make any big decisions for our country. I mean, that's right. So I don't think you should be telling. Time. Excuse me. Don't I don't think, think you should. Excuse me. I don't think you should be telling me what to do. Okay. I was elected president and I'm being a great president. And that's what I was elected to do. 
So however I do that is sort of my kind of like business. And greatness? It's called business. I said my business. Okay. 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 Well, don't listen. They're, to they're over, but no, no. I read all the intelligence reports. Of course. Uh, Except the ones you, I don't, which are not so good. Of course. Uh, well, I think you should read all of them, but. Well, I do. Let's, let's, well, that's good. But it's been really, your answer has been very tricky. So we don't really know what you read and well, what you don't read. you know read, what? But... I don't actually know you very well. You know, they send you over here from like the podcast kind of, you know, staffing agency. I don't know. You vetted, they vet the agents and it's Okay. You seem okay, okay. but I'm not going to give you all the intelligence and all the answers that you want because, you know, you might be fake news. That's right. And I, I don't, I don't know the reports and I might not. And you know, excuse me, you never will. Well, apparently you may not ever know them either. Except I read them all. So it seems like. I definitely do. <laughs> okay. All right. You win. Mr. President, do murder, horn, murder hornets, do they scare you? Because they scare me. Uh, murder hornets. We got a lot to do with the murder hornets. First Tell of me. all, they're, well, they're from China. Okay. They're from China. As, we know, as you know, they, are, they came over here from China. And they're Chinese hornets. Okay. Now we're having, it's called a convention. Okay. You know, the conventions we have when we elect, nominate people, you know, during a presidential election. So our great convention, the GOP great convention is going to be in Charlotte. Now, do you know what the group of large, we'll say it nicely, African-American basketball players in Charlotte is called? Well, it's the Charlotte Bobcats, I think now. Aren't they? They used to be the Charlotte Hornets. I believe they're back to the Hornets. They're back to the Hornets. Okay. Well, we'll see. We'll look into it. Okay. But they might be Bobcats. They might be Hornets. I call them, you know, I call them, to be honest, murder Hornets. <laughs> so, are you refer? I don't know who you're referring to right now. Are you the, the okay? The large, currently unemployed African Americans who play for the Charlotte. NBA team, the Negro Basketball Association. They are hornets, and they also may do some not-so-nice things. So we call them the murder hornets, and China sent them over here. Potentially, what we're hearing, what, you know, I've seen the, you've, maybe you've seen the reports, I've seen the reports. They're going to have some of these hornets, these large African-American hornets, no. Murder us at the convention, at no. the great convention. And that's, that's what they're doing. And so China got together with the blacks and the NBA, which doesn't like me. You know, they protest a lot. They're not like, you know, our great NFL or our, our great hockey or our great NASCAR. We love NASCAR. Of course. These are people who are not fans of Trump. And now they're putting the killer hornets, okay, right next to our great convention. So we're looking into it. Mr. President. These murder hornets are actually insects. They're, they're bugs, and they take out bee populations, and we need bees in order for the world to thrive. So, that, so you're telling me so when, these horn- and, and, and when these hornets... Bees stands for blacks? No, bees... So these like murder bees- hornets are killing blacks, so I'm actually doing something good for the community no. if I stop them. Bees, I mean like like honeybees, B-E-E, like they fly, they're black and yellow. You ever well, so the Steelers, they're going to kill the Steelers, the blacks on the Steelers, they're going after, I don't know, there's a lot of sports. We need sports back. We need it back, okay? We need to get our great athletes back playing. Mr. But we're not going to let the Hornets murder anybody. I, you, I have my word to the American people, the Hornets whether they're Charlotte Hornets or Charlotte Bobcats, they will not murder anybody, especially at our great convention. How about our bees? I prefer double Ds. 
bars. I don't, I don't, I don't think we're seeing eye to eye on this this issue of murder hornets. But do they even uh, make an eye cup? I don't. <laughs> I don't think they make an eye cup. To be honest with you, uh, we'll but see. They might. I don't. I don't know. Mr. President, you're very active on on Twitter, extremely active on Twitter. Uh, great tweets, very great tweets. Most recent tweets. Um, this was this morning, which was, I don't know, comical. I think Mexico is sadly experiencing very big coronavirus problems, and now California, get this, doesn't want people coming over the southern border. A classic. They are so with three O's. Lucky that I am their president. Border is very tight, and the wall is rapidly being built. Do that you, is what we call a great tweet. It's a great tweet. How about your plague tweet that you compared COVID-19 to a plague? Well, it's a terrible plague, and it's plaguing us, and we're going to stop it. And, you know, you get an Egyptian Kenyan like Obama who kind of brought the plague upon us, and I'm like the great Kushners of the ancient Israel saving us from the plague. Is, is that how you look at it? I mean, that's how it is. That's not how I look at it. That's how it is. But it's, it's a great virus. Thing. It's a virus here. This is not a plague brought on by God. Well, you know what? It's, as a great it's Christian. It's like man-made, I think. It's man-made, I think, in, in that way. Well, as a great Christian, as a strong Christian, I mm -hmm. can tell you that I think it's a plague. I think it's like a modern plague. It's not like one of the old school plagues. It's like, it's a tough new plague. So I'm like the tougher, newer, like Moses. You're, you're the tougher, newer Moses? Mr. Well, I think that's, you know, that seems to be, I'm leading great people away from plagues. It's kind of like, Are people yeah, that I would, that's how, I think you would say, I think people would agree with that. Are people calling you this? They're calling you the tougher, newer Moses for taking some. Pe some plague. people are saying that. I think some people are saying that. Can you name one besides? Well, yourself? you know, you don't like to. It's a podcast, and there's like great people listening, but like you don't want to ma name names. People don't want their privacy. Privacy is very important. Okay, as a strong conservative and a Christian, privacy is like one of the most important things. It's a great Pri thing. It is important. Like non-disclosure agreements is like a great form of privacy. <laughs> I think it's a little reckless that you tweeted that COVID-19 was like a plague because it's not a plague. It's a virus and we have to find a cure and we have to social distance and we have to fight this by staying safe. I don't think you should have compared it to a plague. I think that's unfair to some people in our country who are not the smartest and i feel like you're taking advantage of their stupidity by calling it a plague and you being a savior like moses well i'm not a savior like moses i'm a tougher stronger <laughs> moses okay moses wishes he could be like me if we're being honest Does he? well How do you know yeah. that believe me okay believe me moses like, if he was here right now, he'd be saying Trump is really the guy who should be leading. Well, I think in the future, Mr. President, you tweet a lot, and I don't think... It's great tweets. Great tweets, but I don't think you should compare COVID-19 to a plague in the future. Well, I'll take your advice. I appreciate that. And I'll write it down on a piece of paper. Yeah. And I will then... Wipe up Melania's menstrual blood with it and flush it down the toilet because that's what I think of your terrible idea about how I should approach this. Our approach, our response has been like unbelievable, like one of the great responses. Like nobody has ever seen anything like this. And then everybody's got suggestions, but I'm already doing the best possible job. It is a plague and we're, we're calling it a plague. Well, Mr. President, there's going to be some questions at the end of the episode um, that listeners have sent in. And uh, I well, don't sound so excited about it. I, I, I'm just telling, I don't want you to get upset by some of the questions because I vetted through most of them. Well, these are great but followers. These are great Mapigas and followers of the Mapiga accounts. So we're okay with it. 
Well, there is something new on the Patreon. Do you want to let everybody know about this? Very exciting news. We'll be doing a live episode once a month for, do you want to tell everyone? Well, you know what? I'm going to tell everyone if you would be quiet, because I don't know if you know this, one of the great branding people ever is Donald Trump, not tech stuff guy. So we've already got the BGMP level. You know this very well. It's the level where you get the one bonus episode a month, plus you get early access to all the regular episodes. It's a nice level if you like, only have a little bit of money. Then you get the six, nine, the, the Ivanka level, which is, trust me, there's only one thing better than the Ivanka level. It's 690. And I don't know if you can get that. It's because 690, like 69. Maybe we get it. In other words, it's like a great number, we know. better than seven. Yes. And for the Ivanka level, you get the BGMP level, but then you get Donald Trump, that's me, doing the movie reviews, okay? Great movie reviews. And next week, we're reviewing this Ben Affleck drunk basketball coach movie. <laughs> and we're also reviewing uh, the Chris Hemsworth movie on Netflix, Extraction. Ah, um, well, we're not asking if you want to see it. The, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see it, and I've seen the previews, and it looks fantastic because it's like this very strong kind of blonde, tough, American white guy. <laughs> Remind you of anybody? Going through these dusty places full of brown people just murdering everybody, and I go, I don't even know. This might be the greatest movie, possibly. But I, wanna, you know, I, wanna, I don't want to judge until I've seen it. So that's the movie reviews they're going to get next week if they join and then they can access all the old movie reviews. And then we get to the new level. This is just added. It's called The Perfect Ten. And of course, it's a picture of me because there's only one thing better than Ivanka Trump. And that's Donald John Trump. And at this level, talk about like greatness. You get a bonus video, a Donald Trump video. I've been putting them on YouTube recently and they've been going great on Twitter and YouTube, one exclusive video per month. Doesn't go anywhere. Doesn't go on YouTube or Twitter. Goes right to our people. And once a month, these people at the Perfect 10 level get to join a live show, watch the live show, ask direct questions to the president. Not like in tweets, like they get to join the meeting and ask the questions. That's like an unbelievable, usually people have to pay like $5,000 and get me a Russian prostitute at a fundraiser to get that kind of access. So these are great levels. These are, these are the Patreon patriots. We appreciate all of them. But, you know, this perfect 10 level gets like, for the $10 level, you're basically getting like a whole new show experience. So I think it's a good deal. But any, we love even our poor people who only do the regular episode. We love them. But we're going to love, you know, these BGMP, Ivanka, and Perfect 10 level people, you know, a little bit more. And the first live episode. So you have a couple of weeks to sign up for the Perfect 10. It will be May 21st, most likely 8 or 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So Well, it's going to be 8 p.m. 8 p.m. And we're going to make 8 p.m. happen because I don't like this uncertainty. Okay, 8 p.m. 8 p.m. May 21st. It's a Thursday and, night, uh, people. And it's right before Memorial Day weekend, and we may even have a special tribute to the great late Jeff Epstein because Memorial Day weekend, you know, was basically if you weren't on his yacht in international waters on Memorial Day weekend, you were not at the best party in the world. Well, Everyone, check it out, patreon.com slash MPGA, perfect 10 level. Check it out. Um, or the other levels. We know that uh, you know, not, everybody levels, is, not everybody is a great person and can course. afford the perfect 10. But to get some FaceTime with the president, it's worth a perfect 10. Really, it really is. It's a, great, it's a great deal. Now, Mr. President, you've been accused of having this administration um, – I don't know. You've been accused of being racist many times. Um, I know it's not true. Untrue, of course. That, well, you know what? You might have just gotten yourself another week extension. We don't. Oh, we I, go through tech stuff people very easily, but I got to say, I'm probably the least racist person, like, ever. I agree. Now, in this man, total opposite of you. 
in San Diego, uh, you have to wear a mask now when you go out in public. And this man went food shopping with a clan hood on. Okay. That that's the reaction. Just oh, okay. You don't think? Well, I mean, it's that? kind of more comprehensive coverage. If you, if anything, he's keeping, <laughs> he's being more safe. You know, maybe it's time to. It's called destigmatize. You ever heard this term? Like, we, maybe we need to start selling MAGA clan hoods. Extra no. protection. Only $50 at DonaldTrump.com. Extra protection. <laughs> so you're saying people should associate clan hoods now with protection versus COVID-19? Well, I mean, it's, think about all the things that a clan hood keeps away. <laughs> it keeps away germs. It keeps away... African Americans, it keeps away Jewish people. Like that's an incredible kind of protection. I'm not saying I agree. I'm not saying I agree, but it's, you can't deny the protection quality. It does the job. I mean, everybody, you, you just, it's, a, it's, it's, it really, it's, I don't know. It's remember the commercial for the club. Remember the club, the thing you put on the steering put wheel. Put the steering wheel, yeah. They'd show the burglar like look in the car, and if he saw the club, he'd get very upset and leave, and go find a car without a club. Of course, that's what the clan hood is. It's like viruses and people will like stay away. And to be fair, I don't know. Nobody likes to say this, but the African American community is being hit harder by the COVID, more deaths and more sickness. So. Not only are you keeping the germs out, you're also keeping the people most likely to be sick away from you. So it's like a double, it's a double protection. We're calling it a double protection. So it's a, I think it's, a, I think the guy was, a, you know, I think it was a smart, a smart move. It's not maybe the move I would do, but I think it was, I think we look at that as somebody who has some, you know, some talent and some smarts. I, I, I don't see that. I just think it was a racist person who, um, who's a member of the KKK who decided to want to make a scene and make people nervous. And I think mean, that's, 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 that's scary stuff right there. Someone's just going to go out. I mean, I think anarchy is, is bound to happen if we don't solve this pandemic, Mr. President. And, and like brings to the next, next piece of news, Fauci, he's telling everybody today that states should have an extreme stay at home measure. And that may be if people don't stay at home. Like I, I live in New York city did you see the pictures at Central Park and at, at Prospect Park? I think it was. And you know, I run the I, I own the, the the rink. I own the rink at Central Park. We should be talking about that. The ice skating rink. But I'm talking about people not social distancing in New York City. Well, I mean, you brought up Central about... Park, and I thought it would be nice to maybe bring up the fact that the ice rink was like a Trump property. No, Mr. President. Also today, someone in a dollar store was told to put on a mask. I think in North Carolina, and then the person came back and shot that person in the head. For telling to put on a mask. This this is happening right now. You don't think it's going to get worse and worse and worse, Mr. President? Well, I think that uh, you know our strong Second Amendment people are very passionate, and uh, we should hear them out. <laughs> I that that's not hearing anyone out. That's walking and shooting someone at the head. There's no words. It's just actions. Well, whatever happened to us saying we like men of action, you know, you talk too much. I want more action, less talk. And now all of a sudden we're saying people act and it's like not a good thing. But not, I was not aware of someone. that though. I was not aware of that story. We're, we're looking into it. Okay. It's horrible. But you do know about this story and you called these people very good people. The Michigan protesters. Oh, these, did you see these great patriots? Great patriots, Mr. President. They look like... It was like white ISIS. Uh, well, we call that WISIS. <laughs> and I like WISIS. Good people. No, it was, not, it was not white ISIS, and I resent that. These are great patriots who want their country back. They want their country back, okay? They want it back. And they're, they're showing their great Second Amendment. And that lady in Michigan who runs the, runs the state is a nasty woman and failing them and shutting down the state when they need to work and they need to get their lives back. And I support those people. There was no violence. You know, they just walked around in, with their guns and their great American flag t-shirts and their 
Confederate flag lunchboxes and all the great things. And Not social distancing, which you say people should do. So how are you saying they're very good people when they're not following what you're telling people to do? No, I think, I think when I looked at them, they looked like they were social distanced. I think if we were to measure it, it looked like they were kind of a social distance. And they I were think, one AR-15 away from each other. Is that what it was? Well, I think that's one measurement that they can use. And I think that was good. I think they were doing, I think they were doing what they, they needed to do and they were protesting and that's okay because they want their country back. Well, Mr. President, I, I don't think, um, I don't think you should be calling them very good people. I understand. Well, that I am calling them good right. people and I'm starting to think that maybe you're not good people. I just, they were just very aggressive and they were trying a scare tactic and they were, they were harassing police officers. So they were being strong patriots and I'm not going to have people apologize for loving their country. I think we should be thanking them for loving their country. If they love their country so much, don't you think they should have been home trying to protect other people? Who? Well, if they love everyone and their country so much, shouldn't they be home? So keeping everyone and their loved ones safe. Well, they're keeping them, you know, and, and what do you say when troops go off to fight in war to protect freedom? They should be at their home protecting. No, they're doing great work fighting for freedom outside of the home. Fighting I think it's a great, freedom. I think it's a great, excuse me. I think it's a great thing. Our Sorry. second amendment and our freedom. And I don't like the fact that you, excuse me, seem like you don't like these things. That's not These it. are great just... things. These are great things that make our country great. That's why they're great things. You enlist in the armed forces. You want to fight for your country. And then you go off representing your country to fight for your country to go out and protest when people are telling you to stay inside. And that will be the safest for your loved ones in the country. And you're out protesting. That is the opposite of what you're saying. Well, think about this. Not a lot of okay. people talk about this, but think about who's telling us to do the social distancing so much. Uh, Democrats. And scientists. And Democrats. And I think it's worth looking at the source. And I think a lot of these great people are not getting sick. So I think we have to look at that as well. All right. Well, Mr. President, I have a bunch of questions here. And these are- Finally, I get to not talk, to, I get to talk to the people instead of the tech stuff, uh, you know, whatever you are, some kind of yeah. tech stuff person. All right. Well, Mr. President, a bunch of questions here, some from Facebook, some from Twitter. Um, let's get started here. Um, this is uh, from Nick Gruel, and he said, who is your least favorite Democrat in Congress? And did you believe Joe Biden's MSNBC interview? It's a two-part question. Well, that's sort of getting two questions in because they're not related, by the way. It's not so like you, it's a two-part. So take whichever question that you want to answer. No, we'll answer both, and then okay. we'll never answer a question from that person again. <laughs> so, Nick, you're done. <laughs> the least favorite member of Congress is obviously Granny Titties Nancy Pelosi, despite the fact that she's like 78 and still wears heels and still has a pretty good rack for an old lady. I don't like her. She was rude. She did the impeachment hoax. She's a nasty woman and her district is full of terrible homeless people. So that's an easy one. That's an easy answer. And the second part was Joe Biden. I'm actually going to pay Joe Biden. It's not a compliment, but I'm going to speak up for him. Sleepy Joe Biden. Couldn't stay awake to sexually assault anybody. Okay. <laughs> There's a reason his name's Sleepy. He couldn't, he's no Kim Jong-un, okay? He's no Kim Jong-un. He doesn't have the stamina or the strength or the toughness to go sexually assaulting women. So I guess I believe the interview, to be honest. I'll be honest, you know, I don't have to fight. Not everything has to be political. Sometimes you just always trust men over women. And sometimes it doesn't matter what party, you just call the women nasty, lying women. Well, those are words to live by. And uh, also the woman is very unattractive. <laughs> okay. And then she lied about like 12 other people. 
Like she's, she's probably she, you know, she. I bet you, if you look at her online dating profile, you'll find like a picture of her from twenty years ago that she's still using, <laughs> fooling, to catch fooling people. dates, fooling dates. This next question comes in from Tristan. I mean, she's Tara Reid, and I said, you don't look anything like the ten that was in American Pie. Yeah, that was a slippery slope right there. Uh, Tristan Henderleiter, he uh, he loves your traditions. And he said, do you have any Cinco de Mayo traditions that you can share with us? In wow, that's, I mean, we should probably save that for, this is obviously somebody that's listened to great Patreon content. Do you think, I'm asking you, what do you think? Do you, do you think we should save this for bonus or should, we, or should I give them a quick, a quick tradition? Well, there's, there's two traditions. You have Cinco de Mayo and Mother's Day. Do you have traditions for Mother's Day too? Because maybe you can give one. We're going to do a Mother's Day one. bonus episode. That'll be up for everybody. That'll be up for... The BGMPs, the Ivankas, and the Perfect Tens. Okay, so that's going to be the Mother's Day tradition. The Cinco de Mayo tradition is a very simple tradition. And as you know, my father and I had great family traditions growing up. What we would do on Cinco de Mayo, which is the 5th of May, by the way. New York is like a very diverse place, very diverse. So we would go to a Mexican restaurant, like a lot of people. A lot of people go to Mexican restaurants. And... Uh, we would go to the Mexican restaurant and we would, uh, we would ask, you know, we would, we would point at a waitress, pretend like we knew her. We'd find a Mexican waitress because a lot of the time it's like actors and things where we find a Mexican waitress. And we would ask her to, you know, will you wait on us? And then we would do shots with her. Okay. Like end of a shift, we'd do shots. And we would then invite her. You drink water shots the whole time while you were doing this? You well, I did water shots. She was drinking the real shots. Right. So I was, okay. you know, that's okay. So we would invite the waitress. We'd say, oh, do you have any friends? Any friends? And then we would go to Central Park, okay? And sometimes she'd have a friend, sometimes not. And at this point, my father is kind of intoxicated. The, the waitress is intoxicated. And then we would take one of those... I know this is, it's dear to your heart because you've, you used to do this with your father and I know you get emotional about this. I appreciate you being sensitive to this because it's kind of a, you know, my father is not here and it's a, it's a, a strong, it's probably one of my favorite, if of all the holiday traditions we've had, this might be my favorite. So we'd get one of those Central Park horse rides. I hope this is, Mr. President, I don't know where this is going, but uh, this sounds like the craziest out of all your traditions. Excuse me, it's my favorite, and I'm getting a little upset. So my father and I would take her on a, you know, the horse carriage ride into Central Park. We would tip the driver and say, you know, here's, here's $300 if you would maybe go for a walk for the next 10 to 15 minutes. And then we would offer the woman $500, Cinco, Cinco $100. Right. If she would service the horse orally, which is, you know, a, a very strong Mexican tradition. And it was a beautiful thing because when the horse, we had a joke, you know, Cinco de Mayo, it's pronounced Mayo. Right. But when the horse would come all over the, the woman's face, we would call it Cinco de Mayo because it looked like mayonnaise. So that's probably the strongest tradition, the great, and, 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 the Patreon people know this, that we have great holiday traditions that we share often on holiday episodes. So you can imagine the Mother's Day episode is going to be, you know, so one scary. of the great episodes, one of the great episodes, as we wish all the mothers, you know, a happy Mother's Day with that special episode. But it's, uh, as you can, Cinco de Mayo, if I can call it that, was one of our great, one of our absolutely, it's probably the most fun tradition I had with my father. And almost all the waitresses survived, by the way. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> like, 
Uh, maybe next year we hear about the casualties. Um, I don't know. Well, there uh, were there were multiple, but okay. <laughs> uh, today is uh, is Star Wars Day, Mister President. Uh, uh, May the fourth, and uh, at our Gargoyle five one six, he wanted to ask you what your favorite Star Wars movie is and why. My favorite Star Wars movie. My favorite one, of course, and I think most people agree, was it's called The Phantom Menace. Did you see The Phantom Menace? I did see The Phantom Menace. That is the best one. That is With my Jar-Jar favorite Binks. one. That's the, it's very- Jar Jar Binks. It's a, it's a tremendous film. It's, you know, I just thought it was so well acted. <laughs> and great characters. Uh, I mean... It was, it was, it's, I don't think, I don't even understand if anybody has a different choice. I assume it's kind of unanimous. Uh, now, um, this is a, a question coming in from uh, chubby bunny underscore three. Uh, she writes, I got the Ivanka level on Patreon. Does that mean we need to sleep together? What's your name again? Uh, chubby bunny underscore three. Well, I can tell you this, that uh, no, it's, 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 that it won't happen. I apologize. It's not going to happen. I, uh, it's, I want to be great to our fans, but it's just not going to happen, but that's okay. We, we appreciate you joining at the, uh, at the great Ivanka level. Um, you know, we're open to like shows. We're open to you doing like webcam stuff. You know, if you want to, but, but, but beyond that, no, no, that's not necessary, not required, not, uh, not wanted. It's, uh, you know, we appreciate the support though. It's great support. Uh, two good questions coming up. This is from red, uh, at red easy Robbins. And, uh, this person writes, uh, would you do an interview with Don Lemon? Don Lemon is one of the stupidest people <laughs> anywhere. Forget news, forget so-called journalism. He's obviously kind of the, you know, he's like the, the Black Panther of stupid fake news, okay? And, and I think you know that I don't like that movie at all. So no, I would not do an interview with Don Lemon. I think he's secretly attracted to me. So there's also that element, you know, I'm a, I'm a married man. I don't need any, uh, you know, BGDL, black gay Don Lemons, anywhere near me, if I can be honest. Uh, um, this comes from at uh, BT Oakleaf. And uh, he writes, Louisiana in the top five greatest purchases or not so much? Well, that's now, now we're getting a great question. Louisiana purchase. Okay. I think obviously Manhattan is the greatest purchase of all. Um, you know, you gave Elizabeth Warren Pocahontas a few beads and you win the greatest piece of real estate property in, in, in uh, like human history. I would say Louisiana Purchase is a top five purchase. I would say it is. I think it is. It was a great, huge piece of land that we got for a great deal. Um, I think some of the buildings I've acquired would also be in the top five, but it's a great, no, Louisiana Purchase is, it gave us great red states with great resources and it made the country bigger and we got to attack more brown people, like we got to fight more brown people. Now, uh, at Simon Rhea uh, writes, have you thought about using the word COVIDs when referring to people from China from now on? I think we should send a direct message to Simon and let him know that there may be a place in our administration (laughs) in the communications department, because that is great. I mean... There are obviously very nasty words for Chinese people that we don't use. You know, we don't like the racial slurs. But it might be time to start using new racial slurs before people catch on. So I'm going to start calling Chinese people when they visit the White House 
filthy, thin-eyed COVIDs. See how I be- see how I made it subtle. I slipped it in. It's a yeah. great. It's a great word. It's a great word. You made so his co- idea I, I, better. You made his idea a lot better. And more subtle. Yeah. More subtle because now you don't know. If I just said, "Hey, you're COVID," you made it. Maybe you don't know. Don't like know maybe you think, about. "Hey, that's," or you might think, "Oh, COVID. What's that? That sounds kind of like a bad word. Like you're you're, you're associating me." But if I gently ease it in with other words and say, "You filthy." thin-eyed COVID, all of a sudden they're going, hmm, maybe that's a good thing. <laughs> I don't know if that comment comes to mind, but uh, we have two more questions here, Mr. President, <clears throat> from uh, Dev's Underpants. At Dev's Underpants, what do you dream about? Ivanka. <laughs> that's it? Just well, you know, it's, I don't think I should share any of the other details, you know. Okay. So just, just leave again and leave it. In a natural, in a very natural state. Okay. Last question. Might, the temperature uh, might be a little, a little cold while she's in that natural state. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's, that's pretty much it. You know, most of the time I, I sleep very soundly, but no, Ivanka in a cold room, you know, with a nice waterfall running and, you know, natural state, just normal, you know, normal fatherly dreams. Actually, I'm going to have to ask you two more questions, Mr. President. This comes from uh, Hero Jash Ibe. I don't know. H-I-R-O-J-A-S-H-I-B-E. I don't know what that is, but uh, he writes, <clears throat> should black people eat more chicken wings to demonstrate their commitment to this country? Because in other country, he said, uh, Belgium people are eating, I think he meant to write fries, but he wrote fires in their country as a patriot act. And I think in people in their countries, they're eating, um, I guess, the ethnicity of whatever food that is. So do you think black people should oh. eat more chicken wings to demonstrate their commitment to this country? Well, I would answer that with a question. Can black people eat any more chicken wings than they're already eating? <laughs> I thought they'd kind of maxed out. Uh, well, I'm just saying, I thought they had already maxed out. I thought it was like to the limit. Um, in general, I think Americans should eat more beef because it's like, you know, bad for the environment and it's a bad for your, it's a great, it's a great thing. It's the most American sort of food. So more beef. I think the blacks should probably, you know, maybe leave some chicken for the other people. <laughs> and the last question I have for you comes from uh, Pope's Nagenheim. And um, says, uh, since you've done such a tremendous job with the pandemic, I'm wondering how would you respond to a human extension, extinction level event like in the movies The Day After Tomorrow or Deep Impact? Well, Deep Impact, let's go with that one because I liked that movie. First of all, thank God we don't have a black president if that happens, um, unlike in the movie. Um, I think I would probably have, there was the actress Taya Leone in that movie, okay? And she, you know, she's one of the main characters. I definitely would have had sex with her. She was a White House reporter. I definitely would have had sex with her. You know, that would have kind of cleared my mind as we prepare for the destruction of the planet. And then I would have done, I think what they did in that movie was very strong. They, they had a, like a bunker. They had like the Army Corps of Engineers and great people and scientists and doctors and things. They kind of did a Noah's Ark thing where they took all the great people. And I would take all our most important people. I think you know what I mean. Great financial people, great bikers for trump tough guys we get you know you'd have to have doctors you have to have great great brilliant minds um a few athletes okay some of the like nba guys and nfl guys we could have them fight to the death for our enjoyment okay so gladiators sure you know that's it worked before why can't it work again 
Right. And so I think it's a very strong idea. I think we could have a great, I think that movie really laid out a good blueprint. I would have not made it like a lottery. They did, they did like a lottery system. So you had, they guaranteed certain people. Okay. Like we need doctors, teachers, farmers, this, and that's all great. I would have gone with more of a talent sort of basis. Like we go, we need some doctors. Uh, we need some chefs. We need some gardeners. So that's good for you. Mexican community. We need, uh, you know, we need many of the female porn stars. Okay, we need them to definitely live on. And I think that's the way to do it. I wouldn't have done the lottery system. I would have, like, picked the talent. Right, not, not done at random. You would have chosen yourself. Well, I'm the, pre- I'm the president of the of most course. important country. Yeah. Like, I'm getting picked as one of the top talent people. I agree. Well, uh, everyone, thank you for sending in your questions. And we're going to do this always the first episode of every single month. Uh, we will take listeners' questions. Um, also, again, patreon.com slash MPGA uh, for the new Perfect 10 level, May 21st, 8 p.m., Thursday night, Eastern Standard Time. We're doing our first live podcast. And you could have a Q&A with the president. And also follow us on social media at Trump Pod on Instagram and Twitter on Facebook. Just put in Making Podcasts Great Again. And then on Twitter at JL Colvin, J-L-C-A-U-V-I-N, and at J-Nog, J-A-Y-N-O-G. Guys, thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting the podcast. Listeners coming every single day, and it is uh, just so awesome. So I just want to say thank you so much to everyone out there. And um, Mr. President, any final words? Well, this, I think, was a particularly strong episode. I think my voice sounded good. I think that the content was great. I think the questions were very strong. And thank you very much, everybody. And I'll reiterate this one last time because there's not going to be any more special announcements about my album. This is the week. <laughs> this, is, this is the big week where I need sales to be as high. I know I sound desperate or whatever, and I genuinely don't care. I'm so proud of this album. And if you like this content, um, this album was three months in the making. What me and Jay do generally is like we come up with some topics that are in the news and then it's basically ad-lib. This Riffin album, improv. right. This album was three months in the making. I barely could speak when I was done with it because I was in a basement studio for six hours doing nothing but takes as Trump, roughing up my voice. Not that you need to be sympathetic. I'm just saying if you like this content, Money is tight for a lot of people. I get it. Maybe you have a streaming service. List, go listen to the album. If you can buy it, greatly appreciate it. And I think giving a review is totally free. So if you can review it on iTunes, I'd love to get up to like 200 reviews this week. And I know we have the numbers by far to get that done. So if you, if you want this Trump content in a different format, this is the last you're going to hear from me like complaining and being like, please, please, please. But I'm telling you, no one's been disappointed by this album. Like hundreds, if not thousands, have bought it. And the, it's universal praise. It's really, 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 really good. So this week, please, I hope you can help me out because um, it's really part of more of a PR campaign to get it on the Billboard chart. So you can help me uh, do that. So give it a nice review. If you have no money, if you have some money, please buy it. You will not regret it. That's it. That's an offensively long uh, self-promotion. Thank you for listening. Thank you for continuing to listen to the show. I hope you're enjoying it. I hope you're telling friends about it and God help us all.